Welcome, welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us again on another episode of yo, Vibing yo, 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 with yo. Vibe. Um, thanks for joining us once again. We hope you've enjoyed the past, the first two episodes. And so this is the third episode. And this time around, it's going to be so much fun. It is Youth Month. Um, this is the first of June, actually. So <laughs> it would have been Youth Month all month by the time you see this. Um, and we thought this time around, want to bring in somebody else who is also young, who is an entrepreneur, who also knows the roller coasters of trying to carve out your own path. And so today we have Tato Shabalala, a young man doing amazing things yep. um, in his own right. He is the founder of Native Scope Communications. And um, let me actually take it over to, Ch- to Tato to tell us what Native Scope does and what it's all about. Alrighty then. Um... For the most part, we're a uh, marketing company, right? That's what we tell the media, and that's what we tell everybody, <laughs> right? Um, but at, at its core, we are a uh, township-first marketing entity. Nice. Um, we are ethnographically led. So our speciality is that we look at the marketing sphere, or the marketing spectrum, rather, from the point of view of the people who live there. That informs us as to how we go about creating solution strategies and so forth, yeah. Nice. I think that's pretty dope. Yeah. Sorry, I want to jump in here because now you're talking about the township market. Of course I do. Because <laughs> you're talking about the township market. I mean, I think all of us here hail from different scassies or townships. You know, me being from Kukule too. I think I, I have an understanding of when you talk township market, the township economy, what that is. But for me, what like I read an interesting stat today. And it said something around the fact that the township economy is estimated to be worth 300 billion rand. And for me, it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> How? What is the township market? Like, does it even exist? I didn't even... Because we grew up knowing that, that in the township, we, we are more consumers than we are anything else. So when, you, when I see a stat that says it's worth 300 billion, I'm trying to understand what is this township market? Does it really exist? Then, gotcha. Yeah, got you. Well, first and foremost, um, I won't purport to be the research expert at this ever. <laughs> I'll just I tell mean, you what I know. Tell us what you know. Right, That's what just tell you what, what I know. Sure. So, um, you know what it's like. Um, I'd like to think a great deal of us here, um, are from the hood or have experienced some form of um life yeah. in the hood, right? Yeah, yeah. The township economy spans back oof, decades, dude decades um talking about during apartheid times as you can imagine as you can know um a large portion of our people back then in the days they weren't allowed to participate in the mainstream economy they were really when, g- and when you say participate you mean as in like uh actually create stuff or or what i doubt in 1935 it would be a common sight to have super owning a franchise Hundreds. or owning a car dealership right Hundreds. so what that has what that had led to it led to most of our people creating economic opportunities for themselves where they are from so i can just tell you a quick um little case study if i can i don't even think it's a case study a little example i think sure. um and um one of my neighbors he's a taxi boss what we would call taxi bosses today, right? Yeah. But what this gentleman did, Umkulu, is Mzalos, right? This dude is one of the founding fathers of the taxi association, Asefarate. Mm. So this gentleman started in the taxi business while Xarangwang mm. before Ama Super Ace, mm. before the age of quantums. Mm. I mean, dude is like 50 plus years in the business, you know what I mean? Mm. He's seen it all, you know mm. what I mean? So um, on, to, on one end, one would say that is an element or that is a uh, significant uh, segment of the township economy, the transportation okay. segment, right? I don't want to get too philosophical about this or get too academic about this, yeah. but um, the township economy consists of about eight value creation centers. Yeah, well, maybe next session I'll come by and I'll share some stuff with you. Who Part knows. two, that is. Exactly. Part two, definitely. But anyway, um, <laughs> value creation centers, um, 
transport is included mm-hmm. buy and sell segments are included one actually gets to understand what this economy is mm-hmm. yeah so actually um your clients should actually buy my study <laughs> yeah i think that's a good <laughs> we'll sell one. it to them <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, anyway, yeah sure, man that's sure. the long and short of it yeah nice i think that's quite interesting because so then let's 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 break it down further because i mean i want it to be simple for anyone who's watching to have an understanding when you say um um there's that the township economy exists is it strictly just the people like i said that are the buyers so me going to a spaza shop and going nfuna e play or nfuna e this or nfuna e that or is there more to it you know what i'm saying like how deep does it extend because you're speaking about transportation as an example which is pretty cool but now how what's the common how do you make the common person understand the the township economy in itself look at it in the sense in south africa a population of about what 50 million people 55 plus right yeah. um pending 2022 census results that is <laughs> right um we are we are a population of about 50 50 million plus people right 70% of that population um consists of the black populace mm. and a large portion of that is from the township right mm. that's mm. just facts stats right now with that being said and done if you're going to be having a population of this size being active in one particular economic segment now i don't care whether you are a um a banker of high net worth individuals mm. i don't care if you are Morgan Stanley coming into South Africa to set up a little office just to oversee your equities in this space whatever it is mm. right you're going to be invested in the township economy because that's where the workforce a majority of the workforce comes from sure. you should see what happens on a daily basis i i, I sleep late right yeah. um i am a nocturnal creature you guys know that yeah. <laughs> i work throughout the mornings at 3 4 a.m. i'm still working right sure. so um at like 4:30 every day when i'm working i, I just hear and my pipes on my shower popping up in my complex people are taking showers they're getting to work and when i step out maybe when i'm uh, in some my crash when his transport comes to pick him up i take him to the car outside and what you seeing is just mind boggling you see people waking up it's this rush i want to buy a vodka by spanning dog you know what i mean at like 4 a.m. in the morning mm-hmm. and you ask yourself oh, it's okay right maybe i'm in a very privileged position because i don't necessarily have to wake up at 4 a.m. to get to work you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying i mean Prior to where I am right now, I'd get to work at like what nine, nine thirty, right, mm, right, mm, and tell me where's the sense in that? Where's the sense in waking up at four a.m. knowing very well, look, it's my clock starts at nine thirty exactly. in the morning. But we are in a very fortunate position because it's not the same for all of us. Mm. Some people need to get to Alexandra by six a.m. Some people need to get to work by five a.m. You know what mm. I mean? So it's very dynamic. Back to your question about the township economy. To answer that, um, I believe personally. If you are a um business professional mm. in South Africa in this day and age at this point in time sure. to some to a large extent you're going to need to be invested in the township economy because to a large extent that's where most of these brands and products and services are being consumed when we're speaking about the media when you're speaking about communication targets mm. we are speaking to these people i mean 5 10 years ago it would have been unheard of for ama brands with us localize Today it's like the cool thing, you know. You fathering sure. a moya, you know. Yeah. Like, like, you fuck a moya. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's becoming a common sight. Um, mm. ten years ago, it wasn't like that. Mm. So yeah, man. Whatever came from Europe would come to South Africa, and yeah. it would happen. As We were is. forced to lap it up. Yeah. True. To some extent, it still is, but um, in our industry, as you know, we are facing a lot of backlash, mm. and it's becoming tougher each and every day for the traditionalists. in mm. our space to actually gain headway with that line and notion of thinking you know I things agree. have changed my dog i actually think um well Go real off. quick um, i don't know if this is a bit of a tangent but then just with what we're speaking about in the bigger brands being able to also be in the township market and all of that thoughts comments you know oh you don't want on, that no, no, but hear me out you don't know what i'm going to ask you but Wee. thoughts comments or whatever on uh what's this on the situation which situation i don't know if you oh i don't know if you guys know but like um township market thing container situation thing okay they gave all these businesses all of the stuff and now these guys are in debt Charlotte, because Charlotte, pick Charlotte, and pay one thing to get also to okay and you know this right um i particularly won't speak about that mm. oh. particular one 
because one 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 of my mentors and his mentors we met by his dad should i say his name i will not say his name <laughs> anyway him director cut that out him right no please leave it but him right um the man who shall not be named sure. young so um who was representing the the organization that shall not be named in this segment because you know we still love pick and pay we still yeah. want to get business yeah, we still love them you know what i mean anyway um that model proved unfeasible mm. we actually had this conversation last time when we linked up um it proved unfeasible um i mean look people make mistakes you know we all make mistakes that's to business that's business it's life we live and we learn and he admitted to that which in that it wasn't as feasible as he and the organization would have um wanted it and thought so um I I don't know what's happening with the workings of that. Mm. Um from but from what he mentioned it's that I think they are sort of somewhat relegating or divesting from that segment. Yeah. But, but there will yeah. be a way will there be a way that they will not reimburse but assist? I do not know. If I, I was so. if I was involved in that I probably would have something to share but you know I Which is why I just said comments. I want <laughs> like the comments. Oh, <laughs> the comment is just comments. So there's no comment unless yeah. Han has something to add. <laughs> yeah, well, the comment is no comment. <laughs> no, no, I feel you guys do. Let me not put y'all in any kind of corner, but um I I'm I'm just going to say I would hope there's some sort of assistance even if they kind of remove themselves from that market or whatever the case is but please don't leave people 9 million rand in debt brand that shall not be named <laughs> I think I think the question is ne what what are brands doing right in that in sure. that uh, there we go uh, uh, segment and what are brands doing wrong before we even get what there. would you maybe suggest as a remedy solution I like, I like I like I like the question I love the question <laughs> but I think before we get there I want to backtrack cuz there's something that you said sorry guys I want to backtrack cuz there's something that you said in your when you're speaking about um defining the township market and stuff like that and I'm just trying to get an understanding of all right we've got this township market and let's call it a township market township economy what I'm understanding is that a lot of it it's brands investing in the township or doing a bit more in the township to garner those sales or to bring up you know that revenue for them right but are brands currently being able to efficiently communicate to the people in the township like are they, like just to the hands point are they even getting it right in that in that manner because in my mind i kind of figure guti if you're going to be a big brand that's going to now go i'm investing myself in the township market there should be some form of communication that you know is able to pull in the the relevant target that you're trying to pull in and i've seen a lot of misses i mean i've seen i don't want to mention brands by name but i've seen for example <laughs> i was going to say I- think grandpa. they do quite well. No, I've seen, yeah, but for example like grandpa. grandpa for me, I don't I know what 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 was that? I saw this big billboard and I was like I know. Mm. No, no, but I saw this billboard that grandpa grandpa has a fucking headache tablet thing and the billboard I saw didn't even speak to that. I like I swear if I could remember what it said, you'd get what I mean. But I've seen so many messes where even brands that are coming from overseas or what not try and localize and all they're doing is for example translating a a phrase they have an english phrase add some air and now it's fagumoya and it's supposed to work you do you get what i mean got you how now are we like what are brands supposed to do or how are brands like kind of communicating how do we how do they get to a space where they are communicating better to the 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 their target market is it how can i put it does it take uh actually having people from ekasi argument sake as part of the team does it take um 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 you know doing a bit more research actually doing what do they call quantitative surveys and and actually doing the groundwork before going yeah now i'm going to invest or is it just about throwing money at it and going okay i'm going to brand so 50,000 spazas and yeah. boom everyone will know who i am oh, or i'm going to create a wall mural <laughs> and that's what it is mm. what does it take like how how, how do, do brands penetrate? properly communicate yeah. how do you penetrate this market accurately enough to to have an impact like let, let's say not not the whole strategy because we have to charge them of course but like <laughs> just like guiding stars <laughs> okay yeah 
Actually, if I would really be quite arrogant and naive of me to say this is how it's done, mm. right? Because there is no one way to do anything in this world that we're living in. And also, the classes are very different. Exactly, but we'll we'll get to that. Mm. That's a totally different discussion on its own. Um, look at it this way, guys. I'm gonna share a little brand case study. You know, my little tidbit case studies. Sure. Sunlight Green Bar Soap. I think I know this case study. <laughs> um, wait, wait. Sunlight green bar soap, right? Um, Umanyazin, Hercules, Umanyazin. Mm, mm, mm. Um, Zambak. Mm. Eno. Yeah. Alpan. Sure. Chase Fluid. What do all of those brands have in common? Heritage. Heritage, right? Sure. Heritage. Sure. And in your... Learned opinion. Where would that heritage span from? Gog. Mm. Gog, right? Mm. So generations. clearly, generations, heritage, lineage. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So clearly those brands, they had some form of, of affinity way back in the days, mm. which was passed down generation to generation to generation. And I'm taking this back from the conversation we had earlier before the show, right? Yeah. That um, just because a brand is present in a space, right? And a particular FMCG company hires Vibe or Native Scope to market this particular brand. We can't attribute the success of that brand to the work that we would have done. Sure. In some instances, and I hate to say this, um, I hate to make this analogy, but in most cases, people are buying chicken licking because it's chicken licking. Mm. They're not buying chicken licking because of the latest, hottest, shit-hot TVC that they've seen. They're not buying chicken licking because chicken licking went to the moon. Besides the product selling itself, it's the affinity Mm. that we have with this product. You know what I'm saying? Which is the gripe I largely have with our industry, which is why I, I, me and most of the folks that I used to work with back in the day in the agency that I come from, um, we didn't see eye to eye in some some cases because now, if you're going to convince a client to spend 30 million this year on a campaign, right? that tries to convince the market to try a different range of, um, I don't know, burgers or whatever the fuck it is, mm. right? And then, I mean, let's understand, and it's a, it's a heritage brand for one, right? If you're going to be doing a shit-hot TVC for Chicken Licken's latest meal offering, right? And you find that within the first three months, that meal sold, mm. I think it's very naive of us as an industry to say that meal sold solely because of the efforts the that we did and the yeah. ad. You know what I mean? In some instances, and largely, people buy products because they are there. It's what they've known for the longest of times. I mean, that's the soap I use. What's the other green, green, green one? I yeah. don't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, that doesn't have like break packaging. I forgot what it is. I know, I know what you're talking about. That's why you don't know it. I, I, I know it. Pink yes, 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 I know. I right. can only think of Gisha, but I know it. I just packaging. forgot the name. I just forgot <laughs> I the name, right? Know, but they get in there. But anyway, let's understand the heritage of Sunlight Green Pass. It's not just a pass up. If you're going to, I don't know, maybe I might be, um, my assumption or my deduction may be wrong in this, right? But I don't know. I don't know. I do not know. But. Yeah. If you had to ask Unilever, right, and ask what is the insight about the Sunlight Green Bar Soap, what what relationship do they know of? Yeah. You, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I, you know, I you, see what you know what I mean? And I think they... Okay, okay, okay. What Unilever would probably tell you is that we, we ran a research study years ago. We still continue running research studies. We're heavily invested in this. We're investing millions and millions upon research. I mean, we've got the shitty hottest research agencies to... All of that jazz, right? And the insight that comes out, it's most it's largely numbers, right? Mm-hmm. 65% of people like this because of X, Y, and Z, right? Mm-hmm. And then they put a, a qualitative layer on it. Mm-hmm. They'll say, people like Sunlight Green Passo because it lasts longer. That's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good value product, you know? Mm-hmm. It lasts longer. You, you can know? do a lot with it also. Uh, you can do a lot of it. Don't just wash. But that's it, right? Yeah. But that's it. You can do it. It's multi-purpose soap. It multi-purpose soap. It's much more value, right? Sure. That's how they would phrase it and that's how they would sell it to Exco. And that's how they would sell it to the rest of the team members to get more funding and more budgets for whatever it is, right? Got that. But if you're going to be asking, 
what does the sunlight green bath soap mean to her? She would tell you so many things. She would tell you what's in cotton to an eye. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That's exactly what you would find. That's heritage. Yes. I wash I wash clothes, I wash dishes, I wash myself. Wash your hair. Exactly. It's a universal way of this. And uh, I'd like to think they are. They I mean, are. they did they they something be. about that yeah. a couple of months ago. They did, right? They yeah. are aware of that. Yeah. It all lies in how we articulate it mm. and how we disseminate that and how we translate that translation. I was going to say, I feel like they did not too bad a job with the latest they did not. one just now. They, they, do, they did a great job. They did a really good job. They did a really good job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's how they articulate it. And I'd like to think the industry is gradually learning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's gradually getting there. Um, there are some folks, obviously some people, that have this notion of which, um, township market is where we just dump products. You know what sure. I mean? Mm-hmm. We just... It's a dumping ground for products. We just dump it there and it's going to move. It's going to move. It's going to move. It, is, it needs its own strategy. Yeah. Uh, it needs people that know the market. Mm. Um, it needs to be respected as a market. Just as the formal segment is respected. I mean, if you were going to... Remember one pitch we were in just not too long ago, mm-hmm. which we will not mention the brand. Mm-hmm. As we normally... You know, we don't mention brands around you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No free PR. They, they were talking about um, 60% of their market. is or 60% of their revenue, rather, mm-hmm. is coming from this segment of the market. Um, which is kind of surprising because if they are aware that 60% is coming from this void that they do not know what's really going on in mm-hmm. and 40% of their revenue is coming from this formal market, mm-hmm. it leaves a lot to be answered. You know, a lot of questions lie there. Once we're I mean, investing more there, yeah, we're I mean, more there, how are we? If we're making 60% of our guap from mm-hmm. this particular segment, shouldn't we be investing more money in understanding this particular segment? You know what I mean? What are some of then the, the, the biggest challenges we see the youth in the township facing right now? Look, before we delve into challenges yeah. and so forth, right, um, I just like for to digress a bit, right? Okay. The reason why folks are in the township in the first place is because they were put there by the apartheid government, right? Mm. And as we know, the township is a shanty place, right? Negativity, crime, all of that, social ills, you name it, right? So if you're going to be placing people in such an environment, what do you think their mental state will be going Mm. forward? And to add on to that, right? Folks were taken to Midlands. Okay, Alexandra is like the oldest township in SA, right? But I'm speaking for my part. My grandparents arrived in Midlands in the ni- in the late 1950s, right? So Midlands is going for like what 60 something years this year. Okay. I keep count every year. I keep on counting each <laughs> and every year. Each and every for real. Yeah. Each and every year, right? And I look at what has transpired since then. It ain't like my grandparents were rich. You know what I mean? It ain't like my mom was rich. It ain't like my dad was rich. You know what I mean? And all of them had this pattern that they learned from their grandparents and their parents and their parents and so forth. And this pattern was a life, or what is to this day rather, a life filled with how, or it's a life rather, if I can put it in the sense, it's a life filled with uncertainty. Mm. How do I, as a parent of three or four, afford this family uh, a, a, a suitable livelihood? You know what I'm saying? And I go through a lot mentally in me having to cater for them, you know, for them to go through such. The very same kids that have experienced this throughout their entire lives, they grow up, they're now adults, they're now parents. All they know is survival. It's a pattern. It's a pattern, right? Which leaves little room for ambitions, which leaves little room for aspirations. You know what I'm saying? Now, if that's the case, you can imagine what the next child will be thinking about if he sees there is no opportunities i mean mm-hmm. the next best thing to attaining wealth is to be a, uh, a drug lord or a criminal of some sort mm-hmm. i have to jack cars i have to boost cars i have to do heists i have to do this i have to do that in order for me to be seen as a uh, semblance rather of of, of of progress or prominence where i'm from mm-hmm. i'm from a place where Baikov 7 is the ultimate status symbol mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. Golf seven, she said. The verpa, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's like the ultimate status symbol. How many girls I can have in one weekend, and so forth. You know what I mean? Mm. So exactly. So it's that line of thinking, right? Now to answer your question, to bring it back to your question, right? When you talk about the challenges that are being faced, you're talking about 
for the most part, you're talking about a population that wakes up Begasi, attends school, like maybe less than two k's away. Their life is here. Mm. Their life is centralized around a 15k radius. That's all they know. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. And if you are daring a child or a, a, a citizen or a civilian from that particular place and challenging them to dream bigger, sure. what is dreaming bigger to them? What is it? Because the only thing they they can see, the next thing that is close to dreaming bigger is shit they see on TV. It's who whose proceeds came from ill-gotten means. Umandla jacked a heist in order for him to attain or amass that money to buy that golf seven and so forth. It's deep. You know what I mean? So the challenges that are faced by the youth isn't something that just can be solved with just one whisk. So it's also social. It's social. It can't be solved yeah. by some regulation that, are, that uh, our um, esteemed president, ooh, Cupcake, what do they call him? <laughs> cupcake. Yes, our esteemed president, ooh, yeah. Cupcake. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not something that can be solved with one legislator. Mm. It's or deeper than it. But I but feel like mean, it I is something like that this. can be, just real quick, I feel like though, uh, and I hate it because I'm the score, but like, I feel like it doesn't have to be one legislature, but if it was a planned, informed, you know, legis- uh, legislature that like is, that can enable, it doesn't have to solve everything, but mm-hmm. it has to be able to enable. And it, it's not just the one part of whatever the factors are. It's, it has to, they all have to work in tandem. But Charles, who, who, who? They're supposed to execute that. No, That's absolutely. I, absolutely. This is pie. And who are we? Pie, 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 as as the youth guy. sitting here. You know what right? I mean? Yeah. Back, as us, all four of us sitting here and the crew sitting here, right? Who are we to trust to take this forward? Who are we to trust to have our best interest at heart? That's the question. Are we to Me, put, I'll be president one day. Please. Here we go. <laughs> please. You know what I mean? Because. I think for me, it's about everyone playing their part. If we are trying to solve any social issues, ne? But if 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 it's all about which we're enjoying on Tato right now, like uh, how do you say to the young kid who's maybe listening here and all of that, and you are saying to them, okay, dude, I understand that it only tells span. I understand what it's about span. I understand that Kuti even just right now to finish high school is tough and whatever going on. But you got these big dreams, but the world around you is telling you not to dream big, like dream big. How 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 would you guide them to go about it? Like, is it schools, avenues, companies, or whatever? How they can maybe start where you started off? Look, obviously cases are different, right? Um, we went to school. I'm saying, regardless yeah. of, the, of the case, because South Africans is one thing they regret. We are, we survive regardless of the circumstances that we come from. Doc, what I would say, it might sound corny, you know. Um, but they were in to get as a dog, finish school so that you know what the system is. Mm. You know, you know, I don't like school. Mm. I mean, we went to school together. I know, you know <laughs> what I mean. I hated high school, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, but I, I, I did it just because I want to get through there. High school wasn't for me, yeah, but my, I was forced to go through that. You know what I mean. What I would say to the kids as a class is that, right, so that you finish school, just you know, just have that matrix certificate, right? Yeah. But more than anything. Take the initiative to learn about finances. Take the initiative to learn about business from where you are. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not saying now try and emulate the kids at Silicon Valley or anything like that, but try and school yourself as much as you can about where you are and how it can best serve you and your family. What is the need that you can tell Exactly. Dude, you, it was funny how we started our advertising agency, Notando, right? Look. After high school, I studied music, right? I studied music because um, between grade 11 and grade 12, I started a record label. And how did I start that record label? I had a buddy of mine, right? Who was washing cars for TJ Kanyani mm. way back in the days. So as he was washing cars for TJ Kanyani, DJ Clock was still a pro DJ. Mm. DJ Clock wasn't prominent back then. Yeah. DJ Clock is in the studio making music. My guy... Just finished washing the car and he's taking a shit mm. right outside. He has a motor to He's taking a dump out there. And then OTJ Lock hears this guy. He's flowing to one of the peaks. Lock is like, hey, dude, let's try something in the studio, right? Mm. They tried something. And then Kayani kind of liked it. 
And then he's my boy, right? And he's like, yeah, let's do what I've done, you know? Is there something to it? Now, you can imagine 17-year-old me, hungry as fuck, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, damn. You can what, make this work. You, you, make, you know, you're working with Nokanyan, you know? In my mind, I just saw pieces of the puzzle coming together. Mm. Overnight, I decided to register a record company. Remember who Osakile, that he went to high school with? Yeah. Osakile and yes. he actually funded the business. Okay. Right? He's like, T, here's 250 Humble registered business. Sure. I registered a business overnight. Called it Foster Records. Didn't know the industry. Didn't know. Fuck all. Right? Had to learn. Learn to go to Kerach. You got to register your songs, a Sambro and all of that. Become a Sambro member, Risa, mm. all of that. Right? Dude, I bunked my 11th grade history exam mm. to submit my artist's song at YFM. I Your bunk- mom knows this. Yeah, she does. Because oh. she actually took me there. <laughs> oh, oh, she knows now. She took me there. She took me there. Nice. You know? Nice. I bunked that exam. But then when I got back to school, I had to sell them the story. You go, hey, man, look. You guys you guys know that I ain't the school kind of nigga. Mm. You, I mean, come on. Psh, mm. I mean, guys, you know. Mm. You know what I mean? Let's not be a Somebody other, else yeah. was going to be like, I was sick. No, I wasn't sick. Dude, like, Some I come from YFM. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. And this is why I was there. So please understand, I need to write this because you guys want me to write it and I need to have something to show to my mama, you know? Yeah. So let me just write this exam. And I wrote it, you know, and I passed it, luckily enough. Nice. But fast forward to that, right? Um, here we are now, we've got a record label. We're making music, done school, tertiary. I'm studying music, understanding what it takes to make music, understanding what it takes to actually put shit like this together, you know what I mean? Mm. Okay, we... Put some cash together. Garabo K Sugar, one of the guys that made Denzel Washington, that I'm a piano song. Okay. Yeah, he actually was, he was cribbing at my place for quite some time. We nice. made we met music college, right? <laughs> so he was cribbing at my place and then we put together some cash and then we had a studio. And then the very same dude that I actually met way back in the days, he was now one of our like prominent artists. We were, we were getting there, you know what nice. I mean? Okay, we push him, we push him, but then on one fateful night, I'm like, dude, we're making all of this music. We had like four albums worth of music, mm. right? We got all of this music, but we can't sell it. What? How can we sell it? We don't know how to sell how? it. Opportunity. Who's going to do exactly. it for you? No, we, tr- we tried knocking on all the doors, trust you me, right? Mm. But we couldn't sell it. We didn't know the, 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 the skill. We didn't have the skill. We didn't exactly. have the art. We didn't know where to go. We didn't know which doors to knock on. How and so publish forth. music. How does A, B, C, D? No, we knew that part. Okay, right? but how do you sell getting it? Getting it out yeah. there. How do you sell it? You know yeah. what I mean? So, so you know so these days. Why, why can, did why didn't you take know. the song you took? They it. did. They didn't play it. Uh. <laughs> they took it and played. Mm. I went there about seven times mm. over a period of like three years. Mm. They still wouldn't play it, right? Um, until we had to learn what marketing was. Mm. Now, we're sitting late at night. We're out there planting the time. Just getting high as fuck. And I'm like, nigga. You know, I'm, I'm taking a liking towards marketing and advertising, you know, you know, mm. I'm liking the, I'm liking what I'm seeing, man. Mm. He's like, you know, let's try it out, you know? Yeah. He's like, let's try it out. Tano's always this, the, the voice of reason. So he's like, let's try it out. Yeah. So I don't know where he was coming from, right? He was doing one of, being, one of his consultation gigs. And then he was in town and he came across a textbook of advertising. It was, it was thrown in the street. Mm. He picked it up and he came back to me later when we were recording the artists late because we'd always convene late at night. Yeah. He's like, hey, dog, I found this book. I know you're interested about this shit. Here's a book. I don't know what to do. Read it. Read it. I don't know. Yeah. That book um, enabled me to establish Monkey Concepts advertising because it was that thick, right? I finished that book in less than a couple of weeks, I think. Right? Um, I read it all. But I got the American interpretation of what understand of what advertising is. The sixteen point five percent, the media yeah. cuts, all of that. I understood what the game was. I was like, oh, okay. Now I know what it is. Yeah. You know? So how do I leverage music? You know what I mean? Okay, I'm like, Tando, let's start this company. We're gonna call it monkey concepts advertising dog. And we're getting goofed at night. He's like, Okay, yeah, monkey concepts was yeah. a blank moment. Yeah, that's how we met. So he's like, Why are you calling it monkey concept advertising? So I'm like, Okay, listen. Uh-huh. <laughs> In a typical world, right? People like to copy what other people are doing. I'd like to think our concepts are dope. You know what I mean? Which they were at that point. I mean, come on. At that point yeah. in time. So once one has a dope concept, people get to copy that concept. Yes, yes. 
And back to the analogy of the hundredth monkey effect. Mm. Yada, 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 mm. yada, 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 yada. It was all philosophical. Wow. You know, <laughs> look at you. Blunt moment for real. <laughs> you know, for real. Blunt moment for real. And, yeah. it, it worked. Yeah. He's like, okay, let's call it monkey concepts advertising. Called it monkey concepts advertising. Our first gig was taking um, kids from some local orphanage in Midlands. We took them to the zoo and we collaborated with Tiger Brands. Now, it wasn't a, yes. a brand exercise. I forced it. You know, I'm, I, I forced things, you know, like I'm very tenacious. So, I approached the marketing department. They were like, oh, we closed off. We got TBWA, Hunt Pascaras. We ain't touching you guys. Uh, sorry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I reached out to CSI and I had to concoct a strategy of sorts to say, okay, guys, listen here. Do something for the kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Okay, fuck us then. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, never mind Do us. Do for the kids, man. Do for the kids. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and we never made money. We really didn't make yeah. anything out of that. Just facilitate. Yeah. yeah. But what Tiger Brands did, they gave product. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They gave product. We took that product took the kids to the zoo, asked the Johannesburg City Parks to sponsor access to the zoo. Nice. We went to the zoo, used that as a little case study mm. of how we are managing to get, you know, the, nice. the brands known in the yeah. hood and whatnot. Yeah. It was cute, but it wasn't, you know, it didn't work. Yeah. It was cute, but it didn't work. Yeah, it so, wasn't it. Yeah. Mm. So we understood which we had to learn more and we learned more over the years, still are learning. And yeah, the long and short of it. <laughs> yeah, man. So today, Native Scope. Well, it didn't, Turned out to be native scope because in 2013 we signed a deal with Joe Public, which saw us becoming their supply enterprise development partners. Mm-hmm. Now it was good for their BE points back in the time. Um, they were like, we need to have a company that we're benefiting, you know what I mean? Which mm-hmm. is very good. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you so much for that, man. To this day, man. <laughs> appreciate it, man. Sure. Anyway, um, what happened was it saw us being um, placed within Joe Public. Mm-hmm. So from 2013 up until 2017. We were monkey concepts advertising, but late 2016 to early 2017, we noticed that folks weren't buying our creative services, nor strategy, right? They were buying mostly our insights. Okay. They were buying what we know about the hood. Because mm. whenever we had strategy sessions with the Joe Public team and creativity sessions, creative sessions, we were just brainstorming ideas. All of our ideas and strategies and opinions and thoughts would come from insight. Of, of what we know from the hood, you know what I mean? Sure. So they like that. Lived experience. Exactly. So Tano and myself decided to reposition the business to Ethno Africa. Because it was monkey concepts advertising, remember, yeah. right? So each and every time um, when we were needed, Joe Public, Michelle, um, I love that lady, man. Michelle Lazarus. Love you, Mish. Anyway, <laughs> she's the head of traffic at Joe. Yeah. So she would call us the monkey boys. Hey, monkey boys. You know? Like, uh, we, need, we need the monkey I'm boys. Like, wait. Oh, no, 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 listen, right? Yeah, oh, I'm wait. Wait. Because, because the day... No, she's fine, but I don't like that. You know, the, the name, you know, we, comfortable. Uh, no, no, listen. Me, we, got, we got to a point where yeah. we're like... And actually, one of our one of our prospective clients actually confided in us. Mm. She was like, "Do you guys feel okay with this whole monkey, monkey thing?" thing. Yeah. Yeah. Elaborate, elaborate. She's yeah. like, "Oh, you yeah. know, doesn't feel, you know, <laughs> weird. Yeah. It didn't feel yeah. like yeah. it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. it didn't feel like that. No, at the point. So yeah. you know, after interest, me, we have a chat. You know, like you know, monkey, monkey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I'm like, okay, T, I'll do one better. I won't change the damn name. I like the name. Yeah, right." I'll shorten it. I'll call it MCA. How about that? <laughs> you know, as opposed yeah. to monkey concepts advertising. I called it MCA. Yeah. I changed the whole thing. I actually commissioned his ass to do the whole thing. Yes, I love that. <laughs> yeah. It was MCA. And he was still at Vega at that time. Yeah. MCA. Cool. MCA. We push it. MCA, 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 MCA. And then comes the time whereby we, we made our first million. You know what I mean? Um, felt like we were walking on, you know. Sunshine. I mean, come on, come on. Come on. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know. Son of my pocket win my hands. I mean, come man. on. You know. We met our first million. And in my mind, I knew a million is not enough, of course. You know. I'm not going to buy a Lambo for a million. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be rich for a million. Discovery. So, in my mind was to, I want to diversify. And it was very premature at that time. It's one of the um, failures that I've learned from, right? Nice. Which has actually helped me to get back on this horse. To try and make it do it, to try and do it differently this yeah. time around. Second yeah. chance. So, we got that million. It felt like you know the world is ours. You know, um, anything was possible. Listen, brother. For me, like 
your journey you know it's so crazy because i know you from high school just yeah. to your point i know you and you are what our previous principal called a rubbish child you know what i'm saying township scum do you exactly that's literally how we refer to some yeah, of us sometimes you know but besides that i mean i think um just coming back to the conversation around you know the township and the opportunities there and all those kind of things i'm just sitting here wondering um and maybe you can tell me, maybe you know, maybe you don't. <laughs> yeah, Let's man. see. But what, which brands are actually getting it right? Which brands are winning in the township market? Are there stats? Do you have any stats? Let's go. Okay, but define winning for me. In, in, in like, your, I mean, I would say that, like, what, what can I say? They're the Nando's, the chicken licken, I want to say it. Because okay. that comes right. No, are, you, to, are mean, you talking winning in communication no, no, or in no, sales? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean like sales. What brands are what brands are doing beyond, it? beyond the affinity? Like yeah. when you say, first the concept is brilliant. Okay. The whether you communicate directly, you flip the script or whatever going on, like no flow. What Before we even mean? get to the sales part, like, and because of how people. Like, you know, you know, it's like with Nando's, how people even call Nando's, like the social uh, account on Twitter, Babiza Unandi. Like, I don't need to be, you know, be like their cheerleader, Quite but sure. it's out there, it's there. Like, I mean, which brands are able to speak to the people the way people want to be spoken to, and they're at the pulse of things, especially in that market. Well, Pegan, guys, um, we're in the space, right? That's what we do. Um... So we get paid to do mm. for the longest of times, right? Nando's, definitely. And since we know what's really going on, mm. right? And I'd like to actually share this piece of nuggets with the folks out there. Ha, nugget right? chicken, nuggets. Shout. <laughs> Nando's, it's good, right? But it's not Nando's who does these communications. They're agencies. Mm-hmm. So for Nando's, they've got the MNC Sachi. Mm. Chicken Licken has Joe Public. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. right? Done. Let's put that aside. Nando's is communicating lovely with the market. I mean, come on. It's Nando's, mm-hmm. right? That's on one end. That's, I mean, if that's the objective, they've reached that. Hundred and thousand percent. They've sure. got that, right? But on one end, as a marketer and as a consumer, Nando's actually really for money. Uh, I think I'm even in suburbia, well, sorry. Value yeah. No, I was gonna say, but sh- shaw, shaw, I completely shaw, get what you're saying. Shaw, yeah. I ain't gonna buy a full chicken and uh, Honest to God. Hundred, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Full, for hundred bucks, full chicken and yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Not being the public. Moja chicken or Moja whatever chicken, it is. Yeah. Like, come on. Just okay, Moja chicken. The, the, sorry. Yeah. Let's bring it back. Yeah, sorry. What Please. brands are performing best in the township market? In which category? According to you. Or <laughs> overall. You overall. can, you can listen. You, you can yeah. say if Nando's you, communicates amazing, right but Grandpa sells product okay. and Harvest Time makes sure that the people are yeah. great. I don't know. I'm not going to look at it from a communication standpoint. Cool. I'm going to look at it from a data standpoint. Yes. Okay. Knowing our position as Nato. But also right. the tongue. What are people talking about? Wait. Wait. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. You know, Bang. <laughs> from you know we got data I know that right yeah from a data standpoint in the energy drinks category mm. what the data dictates is that Kingsley's winning in terms of Itragon makes sense right makes sense. and okay. we can have our own assumptions as to why that is what it is yeah. but a very so interesting Kingsley case no Kingsley Kingsley is Dragon is under Kingsley oh okay but a very interesting case um more fire mm-hmm. Uspoo mm-hmm. Uspoo's winning in the market um the latest data trench we have that I was sharing with another beverage company that we're supposed to be seeing quite soon, mm-hmm. um, they are sitting at number eight, right? And these guys are a 500 million pound brand. They have they command a $24 billion global market, mm-hmm. but they're dying in the township economy, Ekas, right? And Smoo's winning. And Smoo's winning. Smoo's nice. Mofire is kicking their butt. And Smoo has nearly a quarter of the marketing budget they have, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, primarily, I remember we once had a chat, no, no, Spiwe, the founder of Mofire, when they first began, you know, because Nati, we were first beginning, you know what I mean? And he shared this nugget, um, they are a pro black brand. The reason as to why they are black, the can is black, is because the founder was Spiwe Likuleni when he was growing up, he lived down in Soweto. Um, he didn't have much, you know, 
then Bashali clipped down, they didn't have electricity and all of that. So his mom would always remind him that the sun and the stars are always shining somewhere. So mm. just keep on looking up, things will get better. So in his articulation, the reason as to why the Mofaya can is black is it represents the dark African skies. Mm. The reason as to why the logo resembles the red flame, it resembles the flame that's burning inside the black child's heart. Mm. You know what I mean? I love that. That's the elaboration we got it from the founder. Mofaya. Yes. Yeah. That fire. Yeah. That's the elaboration I got from Ulikuli and Uspu. I mean. Sorry, right? I haven't spoken to Uspu about Mofaya. I haven't... The last time I, I met Usbu, Usbu was at high school, was in our school. That was close to 15 years ago. Mm. I, about, I thought you talked about DJ Usbu. Oh, okay. Right? I've never had a, a, a candid conversation about Mofaya and Usbu. I've never read, I've never gotten that opportunity. I've spoken to a, a bunch of his stakeholders about his brand. I've spoken to Uspiwe, the mm. founder, the original founder of a Mofaya brand. Mm. But at that point in time, we couldn't service the brand. But just to answer your question, yeah. Imofire is winning, I'd like to say, from what I'm experiencing and from what I know about the brand and from what I'm seeing in the market, is the stride Spoo goes to, man. Spoo goes the extra mile, dog. Mm. Like, oof, nobody goes as hard as a Spoo. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect the CEO of Monster Energy Drink to come down to Deep Slut. Mm of a bucky mm. and, and, and communicate with yeah. the market never mind selling it right mm. but just to try and get the word out there mm. um i know it, it may be very blunt in my thinking but being the ceo of a monster energy drink one would probably assume well, with you a tvc is enough i'll just mm. throw money at it right mm. whereas Osbu, at that point in time when he established that brand he didn't have that luxury yeah and so his only luxury was his brand and he leveraged that to attain the love of the market. Today, if you can go to any spaza, I'm talking about as far as Limpopo, dog. When I, when I go to my Limpopo yeah. folks there, yeah. it's more fight con. Sure. It's out-competing some other energy drinks within that very same category. You know what I mean? So obviously, I don't have the full data. I just mm. have scanner and sales data go. from my market, right? Yeah. I'm from an energy drinks perspective. Done. Sure. Check. Pomelet's cheese. Very interesting case here. Shout out to Zayn Ali. Um, he's my boy, man. Um, he's the brand manager for Pomelat. Selling mm-hmm. so got business from him, but we'll get to that. Us too. We'll get to that. I'd like to think that um, Pomelat owes a huge debt of gratitude to Gigi Alcock. Okay. You know Gigi Alcock, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Gigi, you've heard about him. Now you'll know him. I'll send some stuff about him. What's up, Gigi? <laughs> uh, Gigi, um, he's a white guy who grew up in Laz or somewhere in KZN in Kotli. Yeah. Um, he knows the market, man. He's been there, you know what I mean? And him being him is very smart, very enterprising. He established a company to enable um, consumer brands to communicate better mm. with the segment of the market. He called it... Marketing, when he established it. Now, Uchiji's case was nice, man, because what he did, he went on a uh, an exploratory research study whereby Begai Gumagota shops mm-hmm. and Epaza, that maybe close to 10 years ago. And what he found at that level is that the number one cheese slice or the cheese brand that was killing it in that segment at that point in time was Clover. Of course. Right? But Clover wasn't really paying much attention to that. They weren't investing in that. To them, it was, I don't know. And, and once again, guys, I am not saying this to be belligerent in any way. That's, you know, I'm a marketer and I just happened to stay in the hood. You know, so mm-hmm. I just saw this, right? Um, it was just there by virtue of being there. Mm. So Uchichi, from what I know and understand, he approached Ipamalat to expose this opportunity to them. Which there's a market that you guys aren't considering, you know. There's a township market, there's the Kota dens and so forth, and they invested quite a lot of money in um, enabling Uchiji to enable them to get into the segment. Fast forward years later, Pamalat at that point in time they were worth one billion in the hood. Wow! Right? Okay. And Uchiji enabled Pamalat to grow in that segment. Okay. That's number two. Right? So that segment, Pamalat. Pamalat. Let's go. Bread. Um, yes, Albany is Albany. Albany will be Albany. 
but they ought to be careful because they're they all brands brand, right? like nature's harvest nature's mm. you name them right emerging brands um they are pricing albany but that's just another story for another day snacks um gone are the days whereby knickknacks was number one mm. in the township mm. food gone are those days right as much as they've retained the one rand price point Truda Foods. Yeah, Truda. Truda Foods. Mm. Now I got the data. I'm not saying this because I'm just saying it. Sure. You know, yeah. um the data states. Who owns Truda Foods? Truda Foods. Truda. Truda. Am I true Truda? Yeah, it's the Ghostlows. Ghostlows. Yes. Ghostlows. Yes. So I remember As they should be after all this Twitter. Dude, I remember like 4 years ago, right? 4 years ago before I had established the relationship number one name, right? About 4 years ago, I approached PepsiCo. only realizing what they own Simba mm. approached um another lady who was heading up research and data at that time i'm like hey, yo lady you know what's going on in the space you know that Trudeau's eating our lunch mm. like yeah we know Trudeau's eating our lunch we, we know all of that jazz you know so let me let, let me help you solve it you know mm. and understand once again i'm not holding it against her which she didn't give us business at that point in time maybe she felt that we were inexperienced maybe at she that felt time, that we we yeah. couldn't handle the account i get that i really have nothing against that i understand right but she's left and Trudeau still making headway right mm. i mean last time i checked into our data decks Trudeau's number one in the snacks category dog mm. they're like leading and everybody's just following behind so i don't think nicknacks can catch up to Trudeau primarily because of Trudeau is an entrepreneurially based business right You know how we do it as entrepreneurs yeah. dog like we don't have to build a bridge we'll, we'll build wires yeah. we'll build wires we don't have to build a bridge we'll mm. build wires to get you from there to here Plenty and then we'll just skid off the wires we don't have to have a bridge mm. now pepsico is the folks with the thinking that we ought to have a bridge and it has to be accordance to the systems and the customs of the law of the land and yeah it has to reach the spec and A bridge has to be a bridge that we can travel on. It has mm. to weigh X amount. It's just a whole lot of conundrums and bureaucracy behind the building of mm. the bridge. Whereby, tape. Exactly. Whereas a true defuse will be, damn, we need to get from A to B. Let's move. We don't have a bridge. Mm. So throw that wire. That's George how they the think. George of the jungle, this thing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let's sure. do not forget at the end of the day that Africa is the wild, wild west, guys. Mm. Let's do not forget that, mm. right? Which actually, um, which brings me to this point, do it if... these global firms or to view look at this is how they look at it right and apologies if i'm being belligerent or if you feel that i'm being belligerent in any way i do not be intend. belligerent no i do not i do not intend <laughs> i do not intend to be belligerent yeah. right but the reality is that we are exco sitting in new york right we own pepsico we own i don't know whatever brand right and we view the world as this big market as our territory that's how we view the market the world right and we look at africa as this one little we we, we lump africa with the middle east mm. we call it the emea mm-hmm. segment and then we have a country manager to head up the emea segment mm. right so for everything that pertains to africa which is 53 different countries by the way mm-hmm. with different cultures with close to a thousand different yeah. languages and yeah, 400 different cultures ones. right All of that rests on one man or woman. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. On one man or woman. Mm. And what is that one man or woman going to do to make their job easier? They're obviously going to work with the publicists because they work with publicists from New York, yeah. right? They're obviously going to commission publicists or commission Omnicom mm. or commission WPP. Mm. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to obviously commission an OGB or a Metropolitan Republic or a FCB mm. or a TBWA Handless Chorus. The, the the lowest they can go is get a job public <laughs> you wow. know what i mean no i'm not sure. saying that because otherwise i get what you, you mean know, the lowest yeah. they can go yeah. is get a job yeah. public yeah. but they will not consider a native communications or a vibe you no. know what i mean a native and vibe will get the scraps of the meal mm. a native and vibe will get the scraps will, will get to the nooks and crannies where the job publics and the hunters garrisons of Just this world cannot get can never get to you yeah. know what i mean and i personally would like to see that change sure in the future because time changes you know time really does change yeah. joe public started somewhere hunt lascari started somewhere you know what i mean and 
obviously all of that of course whichever way you look at it they started somewhere and we can't take that away from them that's one thing we just have to admit and it's one thing that entrepreneurs in our space fail to acknowledge folks we we often look at the industry as this rivalry y'all are my competitors I'm your competitor. You're my competitor. But guess what? But we're we breaking together. bread. Exactly. At the end of the day, we break bread. Yeah. You know what I mean? Together. Hundreds. Right? That's where how we win. Collaboration. Exactly. Most agencies don't view it in that light. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And you will not win. Mm. You will not win if that's the mm. case. Right? And these, agent, these brands themselves, they're not doing much justice to remedy that. Mm. If for one, look at it in this light, dog. I don't know if you know Sewong Ashangas. Mm-hmm. who was head of um, marketing at Pono Record. He was mm-hmm. heading up Jameson. Okay. We, 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 we people seminar, right? So recently, he left Jameson. Yeah. He left Pono Record. He got um, appointed as the head of brand and lead brand for NBA in Africa. Nice. Right? Yes. So he's, so he's leading NBA. Recently, now. yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. if one can get more guys like Abos Busisoshanga, Abu Abu Mzamo Masito. Yeah. Abu, 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 dog, there's a whole lot of people. Abu, uh, dog, Abu Mdeni. Mdeni Mwango, mm. one of my dudes, Mdeni, he's currently heading up Shrips. So as far as I can go without getting too extensive and overly boring and whatnot, but um, those are the brands that are winning in this segment based on yeah. data. Yeah. Based on data. A whole lot of brands could but, do more. But, but then for me, besides the, like the numbers of the data. Yeah. The, the, see, the qualitative side of it, where we we're like, this is why people are buying Ikepi I- I- over X or But y. that might be one side of the time. You know why? Mm-hmm. No? 2020 changed a whole lot of things for us, right? Mm-hmm. I was a Marlboro fan mm-hmm. for the longest of times, right? Mm-hmm. Why Archie? Because I couldn't find a Marlboro. Mm-hmm. It's 2020. Mm-hmm. I want a Siggy. Mm-hmm. They know Marlboro dog. Well, mm-hmm. bought one CD of Marlboro. I could mm-hmm. get for like eight rand. I'm like, nigga, you fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Are you ten nuts? Rand. Are you nuts? Yeah. Like, look, what are you smoking? Like, yeah. no, really, what, what are you smoking? What are you smoking? <laughs> no, look, what are you smoking? No, but wait, bro, what are you smoking? <laughs> you know for real? I, mean? I want some. <laughs> I couldn't get yeah. it. And yeah. then RGC were like two rand. And yeah. at that point in time, the normal price, yeah. the RGC, what, one, one rand. No, it was like fifty cents. Fifty cents on rand, yeah. So for them to charge two rand, it was like we making money. You know what I mean? So like. Archie, two dates, two dates. Yeah. I don't buy twenty uh, Malpur. Like, ugh. I would say I can't. I can. It's just like, ugh. Mm. Ugh. all right. You know, I get you. Yeah, How do we close this off? Well, I mean, just if I could say, you know, I obviously I'm also someone that grew up in the hood, and um, I think in terms of like type of opportunity that we got back in our days and you know uh, compared to our parents and stuff you know it wasn't as great for them but we got opportunities to be able to kind of get our life into the the lane that we're trying to go into you know so what would your um advice be to the youth of today the youth from the hood from the gussies on getting to the point that you got to we where we all got to everybody that's sitting across this panel what would your advice be to to the to the youth in terms of the resources and who do we listen to who do you who do you take notice of you know what what would your right i'm being honest where we come from and you would know this um if you're going to be staying in the house for the most part, you're not cool. Mm. If you're going to be focused on your books, you're not cool. If you're not drinking and attending the latest trendy parties, you're not cool, right? Fuck that, right? And I tell this to my sister every time. Yeah. Um, mind yours, dog. Do you? Yeah. Right? Lay off the pipe. Lay off the drugs. Number one. Lay off the pipe. And... We can debate as to why that's the case. Yeah. It's another conversation for another day, right? But to the best of your ability, lay off the pipe. Stay off drugs. Keep your nose clean. Um, do you make yourself proud? You know, set goals. Fight for them relentlessly. It's going to get hard. It won't be easy, you know. Yeah. Don't listen to naysayers. Go for it. Be a good gal. Be a good guy. Keep family first. Be intentional in your thinking and just do you, man. 
Just fucking do you. Just fucking do you. I love it. And just like that, ladies and gentlemen. What an episode of Vibing with Vibe. Our first guest today, Mr. Tato Mushis Chabalala. Thank you, guys. Owner and founder of Native School Communications. Beautiful people, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I we didn't say this in the beginning, so I'll say it now. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, watch. Uh, share like like everything you can do to get this out there please to get it out there assist journey. us beautiful people uh, yeah tell let's us about your experiences exactly tell us about your experiences exactly business owner what's your Comment advice below. to the youth it is youth month tell us what your advice yeah. is to the youth as one Kasi, we want to see people from the Kasi actually communicating this time what is your advice how do you stay sane how do you push yourself how do you set your goals let us know and what are they doing differently what are you guys doing differently exactly doing differently? but thank you so much have a beautiful one till the next one as they say let's rock boom, 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 boom. <laughs> oh one last thing wait one last thing invite folks like this to pictures yeah yes let's rock ladies Body and gentlemen me. have a beautiful one Body me aka bare minimum no i'm stealing don't say that <laughs> cheers have a good one bye <laughs> done all righty then